Welcome to the Dare Brinkley Podcast, episode 12. I'm excited to bring this episode to you. This is going to be like my like first episode in like, like two or three, where I'm actually feeling pretty good this time around. You know, I've just got over being sick, so, you know, I'm happy about that. But I do want to start this podcast off by talking about the Super Bowl. You know, this this year the Super Bowl had a lot of good commercials. I thought a lot of them was uh, good. You know, especially the uh, commercials where the guy had the stain on the shirt. And, then, you know, that was like the running gag, you know, of those commercials. I thought that was a pretty good, you know, solo commercials that they did. Uh, I might be in the minority on this. I wasn't really a big fan of the uh, halftime performance. It was it was all right. And it's not that I don't like J Lo and Shakira. I think they're both amazing singers. It's just you know I I wasn't really feeling it. I thought it was a decent performance. You know, not one of the best. You know, some people are saying that it would be in their top ten Super Bowl performances. For me, it is not. Again, I might be in the minority on that, but that's just the way I feel. Uh, but the game itself was uh it was a nice nice game you know it came down to the end it came down to like the final six minutes of the game you know for a good chunk of the game like the first half it, San Francisco was uh the four niners were, were beating up on the Kansas City but you know in the fourth quarter you know the can Kansas did what they had to do to come back and they did it in a big way, and they did it when it mattered the most. Um, so, you know, that that's, and, you know, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs winning, winning yet, I think, their second Super Bowl in, it, in the franchise history. So, you know, again, congratulations. They, you know, it was, it's very well deserved. And, uh, you know, Patrick uh, Mahomes, uh, Becoming a MVP of the Super Bowl, you know he he played a decent, very decent game. Um, it wasn't his best, but you know he did what he had to do to lead his team to a championship. Uh, so you know because of that, you know they're champions now. Now they need to be able to build upon, you know, you know going into next season, add a few more, you know. You know, pieces, whether that's, you know, through a trade, you know, through the draft. And I think they could be right back in the Super Bowl next year. If they re- if they can retain their uh, core players, I wouldn't see reason why they wouldn't. At least not make it to the conference championship again. I think that's a totally possibility. And, and you know, the... Uh, but, you know, any team... Has a shot at making it next year, but you know that that's still a long time away. So the NFL coverage, you know, on this podcast will probably go away for a little bit because you know this is uh, season's over. But switching on to another another topic, this is more in the gaming world. This has been so far the year of delays. There's already been three massive delays uh, to games. As you know, and I'm not going to keep going extensively into it, Final Fantasy VII 
that was supposed to come out March 3rd was pushed back to April 10th. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was pushed all the way back till September. And then Dying Light 3, which was supposed to come out this spring, uh, was supposed to get pushed back to Christmas. And now this has been pushed back again. So we don't even know when that game is coming out. And the first Dying Light game was a, a very solid game. Uh, the, the mechanics, the parkour, it was all very good. I used to play, I played that with some of my uh, online buddies. And we had a blast playing it. We even bought the DLC uh, for the first one. And me and my friend is looking to, you know, forward to playing the second one. So I do plan on getting Dying Light 2. Uh, and, and playing it, and if I, if I do get it, you know, especially whenever it comes out, I might go ahead and do a live stream on Twitch, I'm thinking about starting my Twitch channel back up, you know, I might create a new Twitch, and then, you know, I might, uh, let you guys know about it, so, you know, you guys can watch if you want to, um, I might go ahead and live stream uh, Cyberpunk when that game also drops, and live stream Final Fantasy VII. If you guys are interested? You know, so there's a lot of great games coming out. You know, in the next several months, and you know, Resident Evil Two. Now, nah, correction, Resident Evil Three remake is also coming out in April. You know, that's that's also a very excited game that I look forward to playing. I'm going to try to get it when the game comes out. Well, but there's several games that I still need to play. Like I'm, I haven't finished up the uh, Batman Arkham Knight yet. I am working on trying to get the platinum for that game. I don't know if I will. I'm trying, but you know it's a very long game. And, you know a lot, a lot of side missions. You know the uh, Joker's. Uh, the Riddler's challenges you have to do when you have to collect all the trophies, which is like 245 of them. So, you know, that's going to be a long process within itself. You know, and you got to beat the game. And then you have to go back on New Game Plus and beat it on a hard. And it is a lot, you know, and there's little, you know, AR challenges you have to do. Get three stars and all. So it's going to be a process of getting there. But if I don't, you know, there's no shame in it. I'm playing the game just, to, you know, to enjoy it. You know, the game's fun. The combat on it is pretty good. Which, I was watching this YouTuber last night. And he was talking about a game that would be easy to make. And he was talking, and that game is uh, a Green Arrow game. I think a Green Arrow game, especially if you use more of the uh, Batman Arkham Knight series, um, you know, the Batman Arkham series mechanics, I think a Green Arrow game could work fairly well with a Green Arrow game. And you brought up some interesting points where, you know, they have their, you know, you, know, you, you got the DCU as far as the movies and you got the DC shows. And their multiverse, you know, of heroes. And you could do that with a uh, superheroes of games, you know. You can have, you know, if you, if they wanted to release another Batman 
Arkham game, you know, to kick it off. And then they can come out with, like, a Green Arrow game set in the same universe. You know, and you, you could do that with other superheroes. Like, you know, you could come out with a Wonder Woman, you know, S Superman, Green Lantern, you know, the Flash game, if you wanted to. And all set in the same little world. I think that would be really very cool. But out of all of them, I think uh, Green Arrow would probably be the easiest for the same reason, you know, why it, it was probably a little bit easier to make a Batman game because he is, you know, he don't have no superpowers. It's just a guy in the suit, you know, fighting crime. And, and I think from that, it, it might be a little bit easier to use some mechanics from the Arkham series for a Green Arrow game. Now, I'm not talking about, like, all the coding and the programming and all the design you have to do for it, because game making is hard, you know, same way it's hard to make movies, you know, and probably make TV shows, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a very hard process. I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know a damn thing about designing a game. I would leave that to professionals, but I just think it'd be a really cool game if we had a Green Arrow game. But the question that a lot of people want to know, is it going to be based more off the comic, comics of the Green Arrow? Or is it going to be more off, based off the TV version of the Green Arrow if they did it? Like, would they get Stephen Amell, you know, likeness for the game and his voice for the game? Because, you know, the, the Green Arrow, the Arrow show did very well for eight seasons. You know, they recently went off the Arrow show. So, it would be kind of cool if they can get somebody like Stephen Mell to do a Green Arrow game. If he would even be interested in that. That would be, that'd be very cool to see him in the game. But, it's all about if he would want to do it. You know, the project has to be right. It don't even have to be him, you know. It could be an original version of the Green Arrow for the game. Which would still be awesome. Just to be able to play play a Green Arrow game would be awesome. I think a lot of people would play it. Especially if you're a superhero fan. You know, which is what the game is more tailored for anyway. I, mean, I know there's probably some non-superhero fans that play the games. You know, the game is for, for anyone. And then, uh, stay on the, on the gaming side of it for a little bit. Sony has has come out and said that they still haven't figured out a pricing point for the PlayStation 5. Because as you all know, I've talked about a few times on the podcast, the PlayStation 5 is coming out. So with that, with, with the system coming out, you know, we st we're still several months away. So, you know, you know, people shouldn't worry, you know, officially what the price is going to be. Because we still got we still got a long time until it comes out, and I would I wouldn't think it's going to be too expensive, it, but it's not going to be too cheap, because you know it is a console that they do want to make money off, so they can't set it too low, but they can't set it too high. They're probably going to wait more along the lines of seeing what Microsoft does with their uh, you know their pricing. And they also did say that 
the PlayStation 5 might be able to play, you know, a good bulk of PlayStation 4 games on, you know, on it. Now, I don't know if that would include PlayStation 3, 2, and 1. If it was able to play all, you know, generation of PlayStation games, that would be a very cool feature. You know, that would be a selling point, because I heard that, you know, with the Xbox, you're going to be able to play all the Xbox games. You know, the series, you know, X games, you know, Xbox One, 360, and the original Xbox games on the new console. So, if somehow if Sony could do that, I think that would make people very excited to buy the console. Because there's a lot of great games that came out for the PlayStation 3. You know, there's a lot of great games for the 2 and the 1. So, you know... You know, for more of the old school guys, you know, for the gamers that may have stopped playing after the PlayStation 1, it could be a way to lure them, you know, to buy the new console so they can have have it all in one system. So, you know, if they decide they want to play more newer games, they can play them, but they can still play the, you know, the old game. But I don't know if it would be on a service. You know, like, kind of like a PlayStation Now service. I don't know. And it, it, it would probably all depend on what they have set up for it. Because I do expect that when the PlayStation 5 comes out, you're going to be able to transfer your account over to the next system, along with your PlayStation Plus. But I don't know if your PlayStation Now would transfer over to the new system. So... That's something they're probably going to have to clarify. I would expect that your PlayStation Plus would transfer over. I would hope so. You know. And just like I've heard. You know some of my friends saying that. They've heard that. uh, GTA 6. Might launch after the PlayStation 5. The new consoles launch. And we. They was talking about how. Your money. At least. uh, All the things that should transfer over. To GTA. Okay, hold on a second, I'm messing up. Uh, that should transfer over to GTA 6 is your money, and I totally agree. They should allow you to be able to start with some funds, you know, to get going in the online mode. You know, and this is coming for a guy that has, has barely touched the single player in uh, GTA 5. You know, this sing- I heard the single player was good, I just never got to it. Because, you know, the online was already out by the time I got the game. So, I'm playing more of the online portion. Um, But, you know, if GTA 6 does come out, you know, like a year after the PlayStation 5 comes out. You know, it'll be a little bit of a wait. But, I think it will be worth it. Especially, you know, for the very first big GTA game uh, on on the 5. Because I don't expect, once GTA 6 comes out, I don't expect that there will be another one. This will probably be the only GTA game, you know, this new generation of gaming on the consoles. Because, you know, they might just release the single player first. And then, you know, a month or two later, launch the online portion. And then, you know, of course, they'll, they'll... Have people play on the uh, online portion for 
you know, several years. I mean, that's what they did with the, uh, you know, GTA 5. You know, they, they had people play the online, you know, because a lot of people love playing the online. They kept supporting it for years, and they're still supporting it. You know, they do a lot, you know, regular updates. So it's, it's going to be inter interesting to see what they do, especially with the next consoles coming out. You know, technology is getting more impressive. You know, not I mean not just with gaming consoles, but a lot of things. You know, the you know gaming consoles are getting you know more high tech TVs. You know, phones. You know, we didn't. You know, a lot of this stuff wasn't even around like 15 years ago. I mean, that's how far technology has come within you know like the last 10, 15 years. A lot of these things have been proven over time. And it's gotten better. And, you know, the, it's just amazing to see where all this stuff goes. Because I remember when the first PlayStation uh, came out. And I remember we, we had to play those on the old grandma TVs, you know. But that's what we had back at the time. You know, at the time, that was, you know, truly, you know, a big deal to play, you know, playing off those kind of TVs, you know. And they, were, they, weren't, they weren't bad. But if you compare it to, you know, of course, if you compare it today, you know, they have crappy quality. But for what we had at the time, you know, in the early 90s to early 2000s, I mean, that's what you had to use. They didn't start coming up with, like, I think the high definition uh, stuff until, like, 06, at the latest 07. So, you know, you got to use what you had, you know, at the time. But, you know... You know, DVDs, you know, Blu-rays, all that stuff has gotten better, you know, as we went along. You know, but the end of physical media is, is coming. It may take you several years, but, you know, all that stuff is going away slowly. And that's, that, that, again, that's for everything, you know, whether that's movies, it's game, physical media is just being taken out by digital. Because everybody is buying, a lot of people are buying their movies digital. You know, buying their games digital, and a lot of people are buying their food online and having either shipped at their house or buying their stuff online. And they go pick up the store and it's all ready for you. So you know, a lot that's what a lot of people are doing. So you know, the way the internet advances within probably the next 10, 15 years, a lot of these gaming stores, you know, and probably you know just food stores. All that will be going out of business because the more people buy digital, you know, the less people that are going to the stores means less profit for the stores. So, you know, they can't support themselves, so they have to shut down. And the, the bad thing about that is that, you know, people lose jobs. And that's always sad to see, you know, when people lose their jobs. So that, that will be one just, you know, advantage of an all digital, you know, like, food store, you know, and all that, and you lose the interaction with people, that's the one thing, like, I would say, as far as, like, when you buy games, you know, digital, you know, go to store, you don't get the interaction with people, you know, you don't get to talk to other people about what you're interested in, whether that's cooking, 
you know, watching movies, you know, talk about movies, you know, or talk about games, you, you lose that interaction with other human beings. And that's what a lot of people like about, you know, the physical stuff. And it's not just that, it's be able to display, you know, on your wall, you know, or have a room entirely dedicated to collecting games, you know, or collecting movies. You know, a lot of people like love collecting Blu-rays of, you know, stuff. And that's very cool. And I, I, I do like that. I, I'm not a big collector. I do have some games and movies on my wall. You know, it's it's not impress a bunch. I was one of these type of people that when I got done with game, I did trade it in. I never did keep them. Looking back, I probably kept a lot of them. So, you know, there's, like I said, there's a few things that I'm, uh, I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm trying to beat, you know, the Batman game. Uh, you know, of course, this, this month free on the PlayStation Store. If you're a PlayStation uh, Plus member, you got Bioshock the Collection that is free. Sims 4 is free. And, like, there's one other game I cannot think of at the top of my head. That's free, but we get this month. You get uh, free three free games. You know, I I I might try out the Bioshock game. So I'm, to be honest with you, I have never played a single Bioshock game. I haven't played one. I've heard they they're all great games. I just I just have never sat down and played them. I don't know why. I heard they was very good games. Had a good story. You know, the characters are interesting. You know, good pacing. So, I, I don't know why I never did play them. But, I think it might be time for me to actually at least sit down and try. Try the games out. And, I was also watching another YouTuber who, uh, he goes by the name of John Campia. You know, on the John Campion show, and one of his viewers asked him, you know, what games can make good movies? And I think I have to agree with him. Is that games are designed for the, uh, you know, the aspect of playing it in the mechanics. Some games aren't meant to be movies. Like, he used, for example, like the Spider Man game. You know, when he watched it, you could tell that this was a game that was meant to be played. Wasn't you? Once you take the mechanics of it away, it it, it didn't feel right. And now there's certain games that have the cinematic experience, but combined with the gameplay. But if you take away the gameplay, it feels like a movie. And I think Uncharted was one of them. Now, I don't. Not all. Not all games could do that. And so that's going to be the interesting thing about this Metal Gear Solid movie is that you take away the gameplay, how is the movie going to feel? You know, it could either go good or it could go bad. You know, they're you know they're doing it with Sonic right now. They're making Sonic and they made Sonic as a movie that is going to be really soon. And it it could either go bad or good. I, I expect the movie to do decent. It probably won't be a big seller. But I expect the movie to do at least fairly decent for, you know, the budget that it has. Um, so, you know, 
and, I, and again, I, I'm just doing that. It may be unpopular opinion. And this is coming from a gamer. I've spent, I've been playing games since I was seven years old. So this is coming from a gamer. I you know not all games are meant to be made into a movie. And I, I just don't know if you, and that's the thing, that they take a lot of these games and they make them to movies. And a lot of them just don't. They're not well received. Most games that are made to movies have not been uh, received well. You know, I mean, the Mortal Kombat or, uh, movies, for example. I, I like the first Mortal Kombat movie. I thought it was a, a good movie. It was a terrible movie, but it was a guilty pleasure. It was a very good, you know, cheesy little movie. But even I can admit that that both of both Mortal Kombat's were, were very well not very well done. I mean, the story wasn't that good in them. But you know what? I liked them for what they was. You know, they entertained me. But you you know, at the end of the day, you gotta subjectively look at the movies and be able to say, Hey, you know what? they may be terrible movies, but I like them. You know, we all have those movies that we just don't, you know, that we like, but we know at the end of the day that they're bad. I, I would say the same thing for the uh, Resident Evil movies. They progressively got worse with each one, but I liked all of them. But I could, I can say that they weren't good movies. And, you know, they didn't, they didn't do a lot of things that a lot of people hope for, but you know, as far as video game movies, they're the best selling video game movies of all time. I think that's just due to the fact that there's so many of them. There's like seven different Resident Evil movies, and I've heard possibly that they're going to reboot the uh, series. So I, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that. It's going to be interesting to see how they go forward with the Resident Evil stuff. And so, you know, it it could go bad. It could be even worse than the ones that we got. Or it could be the best movies. And uh, talking about a few TV shows. And I, I I haven't watched all of season eight of Arrow. I've seen the only episode I think I've seen. Actually, I've seen two episodes of Arrow. I watched the uh, crisis part of it, and I watched the series finale. The rest of it, I haven't seen the rest of the season. So I haven't seen eight eight of the episodes. But before I watch them, I'm actually going back and rewatching the entire series of Arrow. You know, just to be able to have watched it from beginning to end in like a little marathon session. And maybe my opinion will change as I'm watching the seasons and leading up to the final season. But that's currently what I'm watching on Netflix. You know, there's several th things on different streaming services that I need to watch. Like, uh, I still need to watch Toy Story 4. You know, I think uh, there's a show on Netflix called uh, October uh, Fiction or something. It's like a supernatural type show. 
I still need to check that out. I still need to watch the boys. So, you know, there's that. You know, there's, I just got done, I, you know, I, I watched all of Sabrina on the Netflix. Which, you know, that show is not for everybody. It's a very dark show. But it's set in the Riverdale universe. You know, of course, you know, you got Sabrina, you got Riverdale, you got the uh, Katie Kane show that, you know. And I heard uh, Riverdale was renewed for a uh, another season, so I do want to say congratulations to the cast on the show being renewed. You guys are doing a good job. I know, I I know that none of them probably listen to this podcast, but if they if they do, congratulations, guys, on all the hard work. To all the shows that were renewed, they put in tremendous you know work. I'm sure it's very hard being an actor or you know an actress in in Hollywood. They all you know dedicate their lives to putting on the best product that they can, you know. And so for their TV shows, you know this is this is their livelihood, and you know on all the shows, even the shows I don't want, I I hope to see, I don't want to see an actor fail. You know, whether I like the movie or not, or any TV show or not, I want to see them succeed. You know, because it helps them out. Whether you like a certain actor or not, I'm the type of person that doesn't want to see a show fail just because I don't like one actor or an actress. I'm not going to name names, but, you know, because you got to be respectful. But... You still want the you should still want the show to succeed because just because you don't like one actor you're you're going to doom a show to fail. But when you know there's other you know actors and actresses that work on the show that depend on it, so I'm not the type of person that will want to see one show or movie fail. I mean, if if you are, I mean that's your choice, but. I don't think, just like I know, like a lot of people will go on Twitter and they will, they'll criticize and they'll, uh, down and say horrible things to some of these celebrities on Twitter, you know, which I do, you know, you know, for certain people, if they're, you know, whatever conversations they're having, it might be warranted, but I know there's a lot of people that just go on there and attack, attack them, just to, you know, be a troll, which I think is totally wrong. You should treat people with respect. You know, you wouldn't want people talking to you like that, so you shouldn't go on there and go out of your way to trash people. Now, I've seen it many times since I've started this Twitter account. People just attacking each other and being very negative, and I just don't think it's wrong. Like, people attacking each other because, you know, people saying that they like The Last, you know, The Last Jedi, which is a Star Wars movie. You know, for people that didn't know. Because there's been a lot of people that said they liked the movie, and they get attacked because they liked it. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, I might have said it on this podcast, I liked The Last Jedi. I thought it was a good movie. Now, there were some problems with it. 
But I do think that it was a good movie. I liked all three. I liked The Force Awakens. I liked The Last Jedi. And I liked The Rise of Skywalker. Now, Rise of Skywalker had its problems. Like, them not explaining how uh, Emperor Palpatine came back. I think it was a missed opportunity. Because, you know, they never did explain how did he survive and stuff. But I thought The Last Jedi was a very good movie. It, it was a movie that I, I would go back to watch again. So, you know, people getting you know, attacked because they like, they like that. People should stop. Whether you like a certain TV show or movie... You know, it doesn't affect the person that doesn't like it. You can still hate the movie if you want, but don't try to. As uh, Chris Carr would say, don't you shouldn't yuck on somebody's yum. You know, and it's just it's wrong to try to bully people into disliking something just because you dislike it. And you know. Try to make this world a better place by being positive and being, you know, you can lend your voice to a community, you know, whatever community you're in, and whether you want to be in all of them and talk about different things, you can, you can have a positive conversation and, and, you know, tell people why you didn't like the movie without trying to make you feel bad for liking, liking something. And... And there's always going to be people out there that will try to bring people down. But there will always be people that will try to lift you up. And, you know, and cheer you on. Anything is possible. You can achieve any goal that you want in life. If you're willing to put the work in. You know. Look. I never wanted to start a podcast. Until I was watching the John Campion show. And I'll be the first one to tell you the reason why I started this because I was watching the show and I, I took a lot of inspiration from Aaron Cummings, you know, John Campia, Robert Myburnett, and, and Chris Carr. They gave me the inspiration to start a podcast. Now, I know that I, I, may, I may be terrible, you know, starting out. I'm still trying to figure things out. I haven't figured out whether, you know, I should be doing this as a movie-only podcast or a gaming podcast. Because, you know, I'm more of a gamer than I do watch movies. I don't know none of the aspects of the movie stuff. I've always been more of a gamer than a movie guy. So, I, you know, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Would you guys rather see this as a gaming-only podcast or, like, a variety thing where I talk about a variety of different things? Because... If there's a subject that you would like me to talk about on a future episode, you know, feel free to go to my Facebook page or go to my Twitter and leave me messages and to tell me what you would, would you like me to talk about, whether that's a TV show, you know, a movie, a game, what is your favorite something, you know, whether it's your favorite movie, you know, TV show or game. I, I would love for you people, you know, to get to reach out, you know, to me on Twitter, you know, or, or on Facebook, and you know, 
so we can talk, you know, more about, you know, our passions, you know, what drives us, you know, to do it. You know, again, I took the biggest inspiration from this guys. This is the reason why I started this podcast. And I want to try to do other things. I want to try to branch out. I, I'm looking to different things, you know, that I wasn't interested in doing even like a year ago. I I do want to try to figure out how to start a documentary, do a little documentary. I don't know what about, but I, w- I would love to try to start one. But right now I'm trying to figure some things out. I still need to get a camera to do it, which I know I'm, I'm working on. I'm slowly working on, you know, and I'm trying to figure out what I want it to be about. But I was interested in doing these things. And something, you know, clicked in me when I was watching the Don Campion show. And he had said that there's too many people that expect things to be handed to them. And, you know, they don't want to work for anything. They just want everything handed to them. And, you know, that sat with me. Because I I would be the first one. Man, I was that way. I thought, you know, everything should be handed to you. You know, you... And then, you know, it made sense. If you want something bad enough, you got to be able to work for it. And that's what I'm doing here on this podcast. You know, will I be the biggest podcaster on Anchor? You know, probably not. I'm still, I know, I'm I'm a nobody on, on this, you know, platform. But I'm going to put my, you know, my time, my heart, my energy into it. Because I do love doing this. So I, I'm going to try to make this to succeed. And I'm going to try to make it work. You know, whether it takes me, you know, you know, four or five months, a year, two years, three years, ten years to make it big. I mean, that's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to give my time to this to try to make it work and to be consistent, you know, to be consistent at it. You know, I've said it before, there's many dreams that I gave up on, but I'm going to work at this one. I'm making a successful podcast, you know, then maybe venturing into making a YouTube channel one day, Uh, but I'm just going to take it one project at a time. Right now, I'm working on this podcast, you know, other things may come down the line, Um, you know, I, and I also heard listening to a choice streamer by the name of uh, Professor Broman. I was watching some of his stuff about how you make a, a successful Twitch channel. And he said the one thing you don't want to do is get in it for the money. Because people can spot how they for just doing it for the money. And I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not doing this for, for the money. I'm doing this because I want to do this. And I, I have a, I love to do it. I like bringing you guys episodes every Friday. Maybe, maybe sometime down the line, I will, I will, you know, do more episodes. Maybe daily, you know, if it gets to the point. But right now, it's just going to be for one, once a week. I might branch out to two times a week. You know, like, I might actually make, you know, down the line, make up the podcast, you know. For like for uh, this is gonna be like for example maybe like a Monday it will be a gaming only chat then like on Tuesday maybe 
you know, a movies only chat, you know, stuff like that. Just, I'm working on different things and I, I'm trying to figure stuff out. And that's why I would love for you guys to hit me up on Twitter, you know, Facebook. I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a Snapchat. I don't have none of those. But I do have a Facebook. I have a Twitter. Again, if you hit me up on that, I would love to hear you guys from you guys to be able to get feedback on how how you guys you know think I'm doing. Uh, I, I'm just I'm very appreciative for the people that do listen. It means a lot to me. You guys mean a lot to me. I want to thank everybody that has supported this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I couldn't do this without you. And I love doing it, whether one person is listening or 10,000 people are listening. I'm just trying to slowly get into, you know, the grind of this. And this, you know, like I said at the beginning, this is going to be my 12th episode when it does go live. You know, whether one person listens to this episode, again, or 10,000, for each person that does... You know, I very, I do very, pretty much appreciate it. I uh, do this for you. I know this has been a very big win lot of thing. I since I did do that, I will talk about one more thing in depth, and that is the state of gaming, and where I think the state of gaming is going. I I do think that you know the future is bright for gaming. You know, whether you play on, you know, a console, whether you play on PC, or whether you're playing playing on uh, Google Stadia, I think it's a big, very bright future for gaming going forward with the new consoles launching. You know, PCs getting, you know, even better than what it was previous. You know, and that that goes, you know, hand in hand with, with the other, you know, genre stuff, movies. You know, it's a, it, it's a great year. It's going to be a great decade for both gaming and the movies. For movies and uh, gaming fans alike, it's going to be a great decade. We're going to see a lot of great movies come out. We're going to see a lot of great games come out. So I'm looking forward to watching all the great movies. There's still movies I haven't watched. Um, I've said it before, I still haven't done it yet. You know, just because of time constraints, I still got to finish Mayor's story. I'm, I need to watch Joker. You know, 1917, I still need to watch. Jojo Rabbit. You know, Peanut Butter Falcon. I heard it's a good movie. I need to check that out. So, you know, it's going to be a very great year and a very great decade for movies and games. It's going to see. It's going to be interesting to see where both go. Well, within just in the next, you know, three or four years, where things are sitting at for both. And if you're a gamer, or whether you're a move fan, just be respectful. And I'm going to, again, I might try to start my uh, Twitch channel back up and get that going back, you know, get that going again. Streaming for games. I will let you guys know more on that. But I think that's going to do it for the uh, Derek Brinkley Podcast, Episode 12. Uh, Until next Friday, see you guys.